so today i am yash and this is kunal and we're going to talk about how war changes art so kunal uh, how about you just introduce the topic introduce the topic hi hello and welcome to the podcast <laughs> Bro, people don't cliche. people don't uh, yeah, like I, that yeah, intro a lot just yeah. you know when i start a pod when i start the podcast there's a voice inside me there's just it just wants to scream this thing yeah, <laughs> yeah there is like a voice that like yeah hi hello and welcome yeah welcome to the podcast i'm kunal and of course with yash and we are of going course. to discuss war and art uh, we thought that yep. we'll go with world war 1 first and then world war 2 or or we'll see or we'll see whatever we'll do yeah we'll we'll just see i i guess this episode will be chopped up into two parts uh, world is uh, one world war 1 and world war 2 so yeah and we'll Let's talk about, about the influence over art how art was changing during both the times 1914 to 1918 and 39 to 45 and the artists that were emerging during that time so let's start with you what what, what who 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 do you think is the first i mean what do you want to start with i mean like like after world war 1 visual art and like surrealism was peaking dada kind of died yeah 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 dada was dying and surrealism was you know um, more popular i i suppose dali was uh, dali was talk, also like a very yeah, big yeah yeah dali was emerging because if you talk about post war influence over art you know there's this guy called paul nash have you heard of him oh yeah he he drew a painting called we are making a new world which is a uh, very absurd and horrifying you know warish kind of painting but after that uh, absurdism and nonsense kind of grew uh, surrealism and nightmares because there was a failure of rationalism you know rationalism kind of failed after war because what people yep. so uh, that was not rational of course yeah war wasn't a what war wasn't rational so rationality kind of died out and uh, like paul nash also made a uh, like other drawings as well which were equally you know surreal and yeah like yeah. Uh, like like certain like in battle in germany all, all of his like some of his painting are named you know they have references to world war 1 i think and also and like if great. you talk about war you know what is war war is a state of armed conflict between uh, states or societies or countries or cultures right but uh, if you dig deeper just like everything war is a very complex subject yep war is sometimes people ask why do people have to do war i mean like yeah. why do uh, you know two countries have to do war and it's just uh, sometimes it is not rational the only thing seen with war is that it has to stop and it always does and it was always have because if you live in a open society if you live in a free society if you if your children are educated if you are educated you would always see at something at some other ways you know you'd always find some other ways other than war you never you like will never peace. want war like peace is you know like peace is better than war of course cuz like there Anything. are no veterans in war because even if you ask war veterans you know the people who witnessed the first world war and the second world war the only thing between uh, like both the sides the thing that is common with both all of them is that 
they think it's horrifying and it should never have happened yep like uh, all of the veterans like i have seen this one you know video i maybe i sent it to you i, I don't even remember uh, like uh, in that a veteran is being interviewed and he says what was it like when you killed uh, the first human being and he killed a french person and he said that it was you know it was full of adrenaline but it was horrifying at the same time that i have just ended a life that guy had a family and you know his own life and that is the same thought everywhere that ending lives is very easy yeah i mean your morals like, doesn't matter no more when you go to war yeah right? yeah true like whatever you used to think about violence and killing people it just all goes down alley doesn't really matter so the the a painter that i want to uh, do you know otodix oh yeah yeah yes otodix i know i know i know he was a german painter i guess i'm aware of his name i had i have a, i don't know he he did etchings right you know critical painting like yeah, etchings yeah. and all the more i yeah. i uh, i saw trenches i guess a uh, uh, he drew yeah. a painting called trenches or something which was very famous. yep yep Yeah, yeah. So that that, that I've seen. Otodix was a German soldier. He was a painter and printist back then, before the war. But uh, after war, uh, his paintings took a major turn. You know, there was this great influence upon him, and he started drawing self-portrait, in which he used yep. to draw himself as a cripple. and he drew many many famous paintings about cripples crippled soldiers who are not respected after the war you know how they go to war and then they are not respected i mean like uh, many many veterans were you know cripples like uh, autodix's most you know paintings are they are uh, basically what was they you know represent war in a way Yeah. like the trench is there and war cripples and all and what he essentially did is show the world that this is war i guess in in my opinion i like yeah. that he showed world what is war what war looks like yeah true on on an artistic level at least yeah oh what and also you... one more okay one more uh, i i have to mention this before i forget hemingway Ooh. in in fiction hemingway was greatly influenced by the war and he was of the same era hemingway virginia wolf also john john do passo have you have you heard his yeah, name yeah yeah he was also a fiction I fiction mean, writer all these writers yeah. they kind yeah. of changed yeah. the contemporary literary scene whatever yep. we read and like hemingway um, the you know the man i mean yeah. the manliest man uh, the hemingway sort of you know took this turn like old man and the sea yeah. i think it is some somehow uh, influenced by war somehow yeah, it is yeah it is all of his works all of his works i mean bells you know uh, what i i forget the name of the book it's a, it's something to do with bells but everything that he has wrote it somewhere connects to the war a part of him that he has left behind in the war or there was killed then yeah that was killed behind even fritzger i mean he oh yeah the jazz age the jazz no. age yeah i mean jazz was kind of influenced after war it kind of grew more and more after the first world war yeah but like after the first world war you know it is very contradicting because like war is not at all 
fun not at all you know calming but jazz is a very jazz the music is very calming very yeah. you know uh very sing songy i guess and that's jazz is pretty uh, the great gatsby is the supreme novel it's it that's why it is considered to be the most supreme novel you know oh yeah because it encapsulates you know the that feeling of war and all i haven't read it through and through but uh, from I mean, what i have read in the introduction yeah it's to retrospect of yeah uh, it's pre world war 1 no 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 of course, but like no 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 it's kind it's 19 it's the roaring 20s of course it's post world war you know oh yeah 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 it's post world war because uh, uh, the roaring 20s you know when america's economy was booming yeah. like booming in sense they were like at the top literally at the top yeah at the top they were lending money to uh, european countries as well so that's what that was the time like we talked about autodex right so if you if you see the contradiction between autodex and fritz gerard the paintings and the novels oh, yeah. you know the paintings that autodex do are horrifying and and uh, some and sluggish horror but fritz yep. gerard novel on the other side is transcendence is jazz age it's capitalism it's a celebration of america yeah. and this and two contradicting views on no. war yeah cuz like germany didn't win the war and america yeah. wasn't involved in the war so we get yeah. two different perspectives of how war is for like at one end for the for like america who, uh, who didn't have that much of a war right they just nuked uh, japan i guess yeah. that to win the second world war not in the first one so uh, that like that shows what has you know what uh, influence war has on different countries i guess and art is the most basic medium how you can observe this change or, or the perspective of people on something oh yeah of course uh, oh, uh, we can talk about virginia wolf virginia wolf yeah let's go i'm a big fan of virginia she kind of brought you know i mean i hate when people term her as a feminist Uh, as a feminist writer and not just as a writer oh yeah that that is like uh, like many of her works i mean not i think I, they I are think you know she was not feminist but yeah she was fact, but like yeah don't don't consider her as a fe- female writer like a, yeah. just consider her as a writer and she is not I just famous that. for a room of one's own or some feminist essay or piece that she wrote i mean she yeah. had the capability she kind of brought a new a british change in you know the literary scene the writings that she used yep. to uh, perspectives in books pehle logon ne aisa nahi dekha tha you know yep that uh, she was bringing perspectives in books that everyone is ambiguity in books and also uh, from what i have read virginia wolf once was sitting at a table she saw a mosquito on the window and while she was watching the mosquito or a fly i don't remember what it was yeah, she wrote a 800 word essay on it yep and like virginia wolf as well in some of her works uh some of her works include existentialism in my yeah. opinion yeah like 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 mrs 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 dalloway it is like a day to day life as uh, but it is you know shown in a way that no one sees it just and just like mrs. you said dalloway about the fly itself is very complex writing you know you oh, don't yeah, expect that from that time it is very complex writing she herself committed suicide yep and the, she she like she committed suicide like like uh, also uh, virginia wolf's fiction and non fiction writings 
they had war had a direct impact on our life like the first war you know it just shaped generations like yeah. quickly and I mean, also like as uh, we speak fitzgerald and the capitalism virginia wolf brought a, a women's view upon war a women's view upon yeah. the situation that they were going through at that time yep the w- women's you can say op- uh, oppression during the war or else not getting uh, freedom as much is shown very much and, like and she she also did many struggles for peace yeah she did yeah and so, because yeah. you know just we are talking about it uh, whatever she was telling is the sad thing is that she was not wrong and it's still relevant do you know george orwell yeah Oh yeah, yeah, I know him. George Orwell is also considered to be the greatest political writer or greatest writer of this age. So he, George Orwell, wrote an essay called "Why I Write," in which oh yeah, he described you know four four things that why does he write? It was oh, oh George George Orwell is the one who wrote nineteen eighty four the one right? Ah yeah yeah nineteen eighty four and Animal Farm yeah and many yeah, others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he described. you know how he why he write oh also if you're talking about george orwell i just found this beautiful quote from george orwell it says war is peace freedom yeah. is slavery yeah. ignorance is strength yeah it's like it's it's like you think about it and it's true true i mean uh, not gonna lie george orwell i love george orwell you know he created a dystopian if you have read 1984 i haven't yeah I'm i haven't i have i read catch 22 but <laughs> from what i know he created a dystopian world yeah And all i know that like, uh, 1984 in in 1984 i know some things like you are not supposed to say you know very bad you can say double bad or something like that so yeah. also the operation of speech as well it is shown beautifully in night also do you know about animal farm the story of animal farm the basic synopsis oh uh, no i i don't know the synopsis of animal so farm so animal farm is about in an animal farm various animals they form a group they join they form a party and they want equal rights yeah yeah it's about that so it's considered it's... to be you know very great yeah true yeah, also like but also uh, orwell's orwell was you know orwell as a person yeah i don't think he would have been very much popular in uh, in today's time you know why why he was uh, homophobic he was literally like a big homophobe yeah he was i mean and like and, and, and it just shows what you know that time represented yeah what what was you know not seen as perfect in that time i guess i mean as we are talking about orwell he wrote 1984 during the world war while world war 2 was yeah. on i guess 43 or 42 which is the time yep, of world yep. war 2 so yeah so george orwell wrote an essay called why i write in which he described four main categories about why he writes uh, political purpose a uh, historical historical impulse then is sheer aestheticism and enthusiasm for art and he described it because and that's the four main reasons of why he writes why he wrote 1984 animal farm in this essay to which uh, devora levy uh, which is a writer a british writer replied with a book called things i don't want to know 
and in, <laughs> yeah it's called things i don't want to know uh, and in that book there's this quote called to become a writer i had to learn to interact to speak up to speak a little louder and then louder and then to just speak in my own voice which is not loud at all yeah that's some you know also like if we talk about him we cannot forget that he was such he, he still is he still remains as an influential artist yeah he like is like 1984 influenced a lot of things like this to it it basically started you know dystopian literature i i guess yeah in my opinion like dystopian literature didn't exist in a big scene uh, before 1984 and um, yeah i mean it's not something you read on a, a sunny sunday with your milkshake oh you know? yeah it, yeah true true it screws your mind it's horror in every sense possible i this friend who read this book and after he read the book he was like his world is not good <laughs> <laughs> of course bro no shit dude I mean, this world is not younger good. than me okay he's in 8th or 9th and yeah, he's yeah. like the world is not good at all <laughs> i'm like i know that's why he's famous it's dystopian <laughs> yeah it's dystopian true also oh um, we have to talk about okay what's what's his name yeah charles dickens the one who write or wrote oliver's twist oh hard times yeah yeah i, I have like, read hard times yeah hard times a, a, a christmas carol as well you yeah. know oliver oliver twist like how do you think war has influenced his art like charles dickens art do you see any influences of olive uh, of war in any of his works like why like last year we had to do a project right so yeah oh, i was also, seeing you know last yeah. year when we when we had to complete the history project i i took industrialization and modernization i guess so i was yeah. reading about charles dickens and he was more influenced by industrialization yeah so he was more influenced by industrialization the breed the breed yeah. and that was predominant in britain you know and he is yeah. he is british i guess yeah he is he is english i guess i suppose yeah he is yeah, he is he is so that's why his writing was more and he died 1870 bro usko pata bhi nahi hoga world war kya hai yeah true so i guess he was more influenced by industrialization and that stuff oh yeah true 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 but like sometimes when i you know like oliver oliver twist getting later after his death Oliver Twist getting banned from all the countries several times from New York as well, yeah, because of its you know uh, criticism of religion. Yeah, you know, uh, if you if you talk about Dickens, a writer which was also pre World War who who died before World War One, but in yeah, yeah. his writings you can see effect of war. You know, I mean, and yeah, uh, Mark Twain. Do, have you heard about Mark Twain? Oh yeah, Mark Twain. Of course, that I was going to talk about him as well. Yeah. life on the mississippi and all that so i guess i mean of course he also didn't knew something like this big was coming up but he was american writer and i guess you can see glimpses like, of yeah also like when he died tensions were already rising like 90 he died in like 1910 i 10. suppose yeah 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 so like tensions were rising up as well and uh, you can see you know certain parts of leading up to the war i guess like industrialization and all yeah true then oscar wilde oh, oscar oscar wilde i was i was going to say that as well okay but before we talk about oscar wilde there's this yeah. film of chaplin 1918 shoulder arms have you seen it 
Oh yeah, yeah. it's comedy. Uh, I've I've not seen. I've I, I yeah of course. If, if it's um you know Charlie Chaplin, it and it's about actually. war. Oh, I I I haven't watched it. I and guess it's I blunt. You know, it's a freaking masterpiece. It's so good. It's nineteen eighteen. What's it called again? Shoulder Arms. Shoulder Arms. Okay, I'll watch. Google it, it or something. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And like nineteen eighteen is way back. It's way old film. And if you even if you Google it, it's like, uh, you know, he's uh, he's the director, he's the actor, he's the producer, he's the screenplay, he's wrote the film, and everything is done by him. Oh yeah, yeah. Directors Charlie Chaplin, genre comedy, military, and war, starring Charlie Chaplin, directed by him. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true. Scripted by him. Yeah. Oh. So, like yeah, it it also shows him uh him him holding a you know musket in his arm. I yeah. I, I guess I should watch this film as well after this podcast. Yeah, you should. It's it's great take on the war because World War One would have just ended by the time he made this film, and he was an Amer he was American. So I don't think yeah. like same as for Gerard. He doesn't really oh yeah true. had to do that. But also like uh people say that. Uh, Charlie Chaplin was communist, communist sympathizer. Yeah, I guess. And he, that, that's why I didn't get, you know, American citizenship. <laughs> so yeah, shit happens, dude. Yeah, I true. didn't even know if he was a communist uh, before this, before this podcast as well. I just knew, like, मुझे भी अभी पता चला. But uh, so we talked about Dickens, uh, then uh, Mark Twain, and we were going to talk about Oscar Wilde. and they all are pre world war pre great war and this is the thing now They're after like, 1918 yeah. the rise of hemingway the rise of fitzgerald uh, the thing common with all of them is that they used to use elizabethan english so after world war 1 i guess the most dominant yeah. change in art scene literary scene was that elizabethan english kind of died out is this whole mm. new sense of writing that 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 got created you know what hemingway used to be. like if you you have read uh, old men in the sea right it's basic and it's simple yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's very simple it's not very dis- it, it it is described beautifully but it's not very complex you can say yeah not like not like virginia wolf uh, yeah virginia wolf in fact in fact not like charles dickens too You can see some aspects yeah, yeah. of Elizabethan English in the writings of Charles Dickens because the time that he grew up with, you know, uh, he he ought to have that yeah. influence over him. Yeah, he ought to have that. Oh, also the one who write uh, Ulysses. Oh, what is his name? Uh, James James Joyce. James, James Joyce. James Joyce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was uh, the Great War era writer as well. James What, Joyce. Uh, okay. James yeah. Joyce. I don't Ulysses know much is, about him. Ulysses is the most celebrated novel of all time. Do you know why Ulysses oh. is so famous? I don't. I don't. Because uh, it's a story about a man who comes to home to find his wife having an having an affair, and uh, from what I know, it's about that he's roaming all over the city. Uh, the city is Venice or Prague. I don't know what the city is, but it's the city is a very great subject of the book. But the thing is, he wrote the novel in a very weird way. There are no quotations in the book. Oh, stop okay. paragraphs. Then, uh, some chapters of the book are written in play playwright sense. You know, they are written as in their scripts. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Samaritan oh, okay, in, okay, cool. uh, in Shakespearean language. Samaritan in yeah. basic English. And yeah, it's very, very weird book. That's why it's most famous book, Ulysses. Oh, also, uh, Ulysses was banned several times as well during the First World War. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, just I mean, like many good books were banned. But like, also, like, there are like, guides on how to read Ulysses. Like, yeah. it's like there are not, you said there are no punctuations and all. So, like, what do it's you think complex that Ulysses... Yeah, but uh, what do you think he meant by doing that? Oh, uh, I don't know much because I haven't read it. But the thing that I know is uh, when you talk about Virginia Woolf and James Joyce, this very similar thing between them is the stream of consciousness technique that they were using. Yeah. Virginia Woolf used to use that while she was writing. And, uh, you know, uh, James Joyce and Ulysses also used that stream of consciousness technique. Mm-hmm. But so, okay. uh, I, I watched a video, I guess, about how, why Ulysses and why he wrote Ulysses, but I forgot. I have to watch again, I guess. Oh, yeah, of course. I like, uh, also, we can also, you, you said that uh, Elizabethan English died out. So, yeah. like, this is a great example because, like, no, no, nothing, no, no punctuation at all. No, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, so just because it had no punctuations, but the thing is that just like knowledge of Virginia, as I said, the stream of consciousness. I also, if you don't know what is stream of consciousness, then it's a flow of impressions, I guess, uh, or I'll just explain it and you'll know. Because in Ulysses, there's this great visual writing that is, you know, you can visualize it very easily. Even like there are no quotations, but you can visualize where the um, protagonist is walking, how how he is looking at the window where his wife is having an affair, yeah. how the city is described. It's very celebratory how the book was, how, how the form and the... Yeah, the physical part of the city was shown and the mental con- mental conscience of the character. That's why I guess it's very famous, Ulysses. Yeah, but uh, it's people say that it's a very hard, you know. Yeah, it's very complex. It's like yeah. very complex. So like also, like war, as in you, you can see like some aspects of, aspects of war in Ulysses, I suppose. Because like cheat, uh, a wife, he goes into his room and he che- sees his wife cheating, as you say. Yeah. Like, don't you think somehow it uh, it is affected by the war? Could be. Not oh, shit. sure. Ulysses is, a, Ulysses is a very long book. It's 7, 730 it's, pages. Yeah, 730 pages. I mean, it's not long if you see. Yeah, but like for a for a book that doesn't have any prepositions and also. No, it's not like all. No, 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 no. It's not like. Okay. Uh, it's very less on every page but some part of the book is like that like i said yeah. some is play uh, some is a basic story essay some is you know without quotations yeah. where you would have to think that who is speaking who stopped now who is speaking and how is speaking is it a, like you can't yeah. know that uh, is it an exclamation is it uh, is the character asking this you just have to read in the basis of whatever you have read until now <laughs> of course yeah. Oh, um, as we talk about that, you said like Paul Ma- Paul Nash's uh, paintings and all. 
We are making There's a new this... world. Hmm? We are making a new world. Oh yeah, we are making a new world. Yeah, these yeah. paintings and all. Like, also, um, this one name comes up very often. I don't. I am not familiar with this guy, Christopher Nevinson. Have, do you know about him? No, not at all. Oh, like his his works are you? I I've seen his works, like returning to the trenches and all. But like trenches is trenches is auto exercises. Oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Returning to the trenches is by him. Oh. Uh, Christopher Christopher and Nev- Nevinson, I, I mean like check it out like Google him I guess but like, uh, he is also a very prominent name that comes up very frequently. Mm-hmm. Also, do you know about Edward Munch? Oh yeah, of course. How would Scream. You, how would you not? Yeah, Scream. Of course. Scream. So I guess he inspired you know this post surrealist yeah, painting. Yeah. Post surrealist painting, post Dada, you can say, I guess. Uh, post Dada, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, also, uh, like there was th- there was this, you know, Dada was dying out, existentialism was going to start. That led to you know, uh, World War Two and all the things that happened after World War Two. World War Two is much more interesting than you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was like, yeah, Hitler and all comes along. So, World War Two and the art is very interesting because we can. Yeah. I mean, I can bring Camus, Sartre, you know. Yeah. Yeah, John Paul Sartre and Camus and, and films. Everyone, I guess. And there were oh, a lot of films. Well. You know, films as well. Yep, yep, yep. The Kubrick like, influence. But yeah. But uh, it would be a great episode. That's why I wanted to separate it from World War One, and I knew World uh, War yeah, One. Like World War One is like very. Uh, authentic art you know something that yeah, yeah. that something that would not interest many people it's very uh, orthodox art you can say a very old way of art because what were elizabethan way of art i guess which mm, needs yeah, yeah. the right set of eyes you know you like, need you no know experimentation no experimentation no yeah no because to understand autodex to understand edwin munch to oh, understand yeah, charles dickens and all these writers you need some patience yeah True. Yeah, all those and you need to also you need to dig deeper you know why he painted this which is not yeah, very purpose. prominent in, during the world war ii art the art that you saw during world war ii true but like uh in in world war one what happens is like okay it is no experiment is no experimenter is there and uh second of all that people you know follow this very a straight line of art there is no new fields of art uh, there are some you know very prominent names like old when in the sea and all even like if there now, were i, I mean there yeah. are chances that they could have been killed you know or yeah just they just lost their yeah, inspiration maybe, or motivation maybe, behind it maybe we could have had more you know uh, f scott fred gerards yeah and, and we talked about it in the last yeah, podcast but, yeah Kafka. Oh, Kafka it, it could it could also be yeah, yeah we talked about Kafka like uske bhai ne, he, he told that jala dena and all but like yeah. uh, his brother told okay no this is worth publishing yeah. and also that could have happened like uh, people uh, the, the people who were about to make great art uh, they were just you know told to go into the army and all they just died not making art at I mean all. that happened more during the world war two time you know, because Hitler was a man yeah. who was similar to the uh, current leader that I'm not going yeah. to name. 
फिल्म्स Oh, of course, because like of films that criticize for humanity. Yeah, yeah, true. Also, like many years of soldum. Yeah, yeah. You told me, you told me about that. Twelve years, twelve years of soldum. It was, you know, it was burned. Total. I suppose. And all the all the people were, you know, killed. The director. No, no, was no, 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 not all the people, but the director of the film yeah, was. Yeah, the director was murdered. Two days after, or two months after the premiere, you know, you shot. Yeah. By Nazis. Yeah, of course, of course. Why not? <laughs> yeah. But for humanity, the print or uh, the film was seen. But like also, some films must not have survived World War Two and World War One as well. So, yeah, that's also a possibility that many many art forms died out. And I I guess we're just going to end it at this because like, World War One doesn't get more interesting than this. It's it really doesn't. World War Two is like it's great and it's interesting and all. New fields come or up, or it does, but we we lack the correct information. Like yeah, yeah, true. All we know. also <laughs> maybe maybe it does, and just there's this shit that we don't know. Yeah, that is very possible. So yeah, we're just going to end it. Uh, yeah, abrupt ending. 